Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Where does the Big 12 stack up in terms of competitiveness and excitement compared to other Power 5 leagues so far in the 2023 college football season? We attack that. And also, what is on the line for Big 12 teams this weekend in college football? That's coming up as well on today's Neighborhood Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors. Once again, this is the Neighborhood Watch. You are watching and listening on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. Make sure you guys find us wherever you get your podcast. If you cannot watch the show, uh, if you can watch the show, make sure you all like these shows and then subscribe to the channel. That's the best way to support the show and also help build the channel, which we always need help doing. We appreciate every single like, every single comment, every single subscription. It does go a long way, so we appreciate it when you all do those things at Josh neighbors underscore on X slash Twitter and at NW three sixty five at NW pod three sixty five, excuse me, is where you guys can find us as well. Also for you new big 12 fans, welcome to the show. I've seen some things about some folks out there switching between big 12 podcasts. We are best place for five plus days a week of the most serious, also fun big 12 content you will find out there. All are welcome under the new Big 12 umbrella. We are not haters of certain teams. We love everybody on this show. We love you all equally, although sometimes you all don't believe that, but I do love you all equally, especially because I actually don't have a certain Big 12 team. I love all of my Big 12 schools. Um, so under that, guys, we're talking about the Big 12 this season compared to the other Power 5 leagues. We're not talking about next season. We're not talking about uh, you know future seasons, past seasons. This year, how does the Big 12 stack up in terms of competitiveness, in terms of watchability? Like, how does this league stack up compared to other leagues? Uh, you know, the other Power Five leagues. I think there's no way you can say there's any G5 league that's as good as the Power Five leagues this year. I think uh, the Mountain West, while the Mountain West is fun. And it is exciting, and I do love the Mountain West. The Sun Belt's been good, too. Once you go on down the list, like Air Force is really good and deserves to be ranked. UNLV has had an awesome start under Barry Odom. Wyoming has been really good. They beat a Big 12 team. Fresno has had a quality start. Things really do fall apart for that league. After that point, there's a lot of mediocrity that follows after those schools. And I mean, like, mediocre, like, below 500, right? So I think right now... As we are uh, currently seated, it's 11.05 a.m. Central Time on October 19th. Everybody has played at least six games. So I think right now is the opportune time to look across the college football landscape and kind of take stock of where everybody is and where this league sits. And I'll tell you all my honest thoughts about where this league is. So I think right now, I think it's pretty clear that the Pac-12 is one of the best three leagues. I would say the Big Ten is one of the best three leagues. And the SEC still, to me, is one of the best three leagues. And why are those leagues listed where they are? 
but I'll tell you why. In the Big Ten Conference, there's not a whole lot happening besides that top three, I would say, in the Big Ten East. But if you've got Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, and to me, Michigan has been the most impressive team so far this season. They've scored 276 points. Their opponents have scored 47 points. It's tough to say that they have not been the most impressive team in the country, although the competition's bad. They have made the competition look very bad. Ohio State, to me, is right there as another really impressive team. 6-0 start for them. They play Penn State this week, and both their – I mean, the Penn State offense has been fantastic. The Penn State defense has been even better. The Ohio State offense has left a lot to be desired. But the Ohio State defense has been phenomenal. And then you look, I was not a very good team. Wisconsin's got a ton of issues. The rest of that division is not very good. And uh, the Big Ten East also, too, like Maryland's decent. Rutgers is fun, but, I mean, there really is only – there are three – good to great teams in that league. There is a fourth pretty good team. I would say Iowa's pretty good, but their offense is terrible. Like you wonder where Iowa would be. I mean, they scored 146 total points. They are minus six. Also they're three and one of the big 10. They're minus four, you know, uh, minus six, excuse me, in the points four points against category and conference. So I would say because those big 10 top teams, you put them top three, but they lack a ton of depth. So I would not put them number one, although I do feel like Michigan this year, as good as any, has a chance of being a national champion. Number two, I think you'd have to go, and I'm not, this is no particular order, the Southeastern Conference, right? Georgia as a number one. You've got teams like Missouri and Tennessee also in the East that I think are very good. Even Florida is not a bad team at five and two so far. This year, Kentucky is five and two. It's a decent squad. And then in the West, Alabama is six and one. Not your typical Crimson Tide, but a defense that is fantastic. LSU is four and one. That lone loss in the conference, at least coming on the road against uh, uh, Ole Miss in a knockdown drag them out game. And Ole Miss is five and one. AM's good. Auburn's not very good. But you see what I'm saying? Like, there's at least six. Really good teams, right? I think Georgia is a is a national title contender. Missouri's really good. Tennessee is really good, especially because of defensive line. Alabama, despite whatever you want to say, is really good. LSU is their offense at least is really good. And Ole Miss looks like they're pretty good as well, too. So those six teams, I think, support that league in a pretty good way. And there's some average some mediocrity there, right? Florida's good to in that good range, Kentucky's in that good range as well. Uh, we'll see if the SEC West, I'm not sure anybody else there is, is really that good. And so, okay, that's why you'll put the SEC there. The Pac-12, we know about the Pac-12's credentials. And look, we're not sure how much longer the Pac-12 as a league is going to be around, but we have to respect the fact that Washington looks like an awesome team. Oregon looks like an awesome team. Utah uh, has had so much out, but still off to a five and one start. USC at least has to be respected because they have Caleb Williams. Oregon State has to be respected because the program that they have built. UCLA has to be respected because the job that Chip Kelly has done. Wazoo, look, they they were fierce in the season. Now there was a pretty big drop off. Also, shout out to Arizona guys, new Big Twelve team. Jed Fish is doing one hell of a job with Arizona. You even look at Arizona. That's that's a quality team. They're two and two in the league. But that's a quality team because if you go and you look at what Arizona has done um, 
You know, they lost Mississippi State. That's not a very good team. It's still on the road, lost by seven. If you look at the Washington game, they lost by seven. If you look at the USC game, they lost by two, and they hammered Wazoo on the road. And they have a big game this week, or next week, rather, uh, when they take on uh, Oregon State. So that is a pretty big contest for them. But Jed Fish deserves a ton of respect. So, like, they've got a good top of the league. They've got a good middle tier. The bottom of that league is crap. Uh, the bottom of the pack looks like they're bad again. Cal has stumbled after they got off to a decent start. ASU looks really bad. Colorado has really stumbled. Stanford is not very good. Um, and so like, there is a definite bottom to that league. And sadly, it's a couple teams that the Big 12 is adding. But it's a definite bottom there in that league. But still, because of how good the top is this point in time, I would give them that respect. Now, the next part of this we're going to talk about, like, guys, I know the ACC is good, but the ACC's bottom sucks. It really sucks. Wake Forest is not good. Syracuse is not good. UVA is not good. Uh, Pitt is not good. Miami's 0-2 in the league somehow, and they have had some colossal failures in coaching. NC State is bad. Boston College is bad. There are a bunch of teams, and even Virginia Tech, like they're three and four. And shout out to the job that Brent Pry is doing with my Hokies. They're on the way up, but like Georgia Tech's not even. I mean, I don't think Georgia Tech would be very good in this league. Virginia Tech probably not very good in the big in this league. I mean, the Big Twelve. And you look at the top of their league, like FSU is four and zero, oh, but Jordan Travis uh, four in the league. I mean, six and overall, but Jordan Travis has not been fantastic. Uh, I think the best coached team is Duke. And I'm worried about them because you're worried about Riley Leonard and what the offense will have moving forward. Carolina has been really good. They get Tez Walker back. Their schedule has not been too challenging. Louisville just gets absolutely hammered last week as well. And so you're wondering, like, all right, how good is this league? And Clemson's trying to make their way back up. But so far in league, points for 79, points against 85. And Clemson is 2-2 two and two in that league. So... Uh, when I compare that to the Big 12, like the Big 12's got a better top two, and I think the Big 12 is a better kind of like rest of the league. Now, the Big 12's problem when you compare the Big 12 and other conferences is the Big 12 has a definite bottom. Cincinnati's bad. UCF's 0-3 in the league, guys. Baylor is bad as well. Those are three teams that I think I can pretty comfortably say are pretty bad. The Big 12's middle class, though, is healthy. Iowa State, Oklahoma State, K-State, West Virginia, Kansas, TCU, Texas Tech, BYU. Like, that's a healthy middle class. I think that's the one thing the Big 12 boasts is when the middle class plays, it's very good. And then what does this top of the league have? You might want to criticize, criticize, criticize. Um that's from uh, that is from the great great Quentin Tarantino movie uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards, right? It's the scene when they're about to ride them the hill and go after uh, Jimmy Fox and and Christoph Waltz, and the guy says, "Criticize, criticize, criticize." Uh, great scene, great movie. Um, but like you think about that, think about think about like what this league can be criticized for. You can say whatever you want to about the bottom of the league and integrating new teams in, right? And that's a challenge. I, I think, you know, I think when you integrate new teams in, like 
it's expected that you have a bottom. You're a, you're one of the worst power five teams. Cause once again, you're integrating teams from the G five to the power five. So that makes it harder, but I don't think the big 12 is the worst power five league. I, I think the top of the league in the big 12 and the ACC is similar. And here's the thing, folks. I think the big 12 has two legit playoff contenders. I know the ACC has two undefeated schools in Carolina and FSU, and they do not play this year. But I would say this, Texas and Oklahoma are legitimate playoff contenders. If K-State can figure out this quarterback thing, that's a really good number three team to have. And still, like I think a number four team could emerge, even maybe even a number three between Iowa State, West Virginia, and Oklahoma State. I think a fourth team could emerge. And well, they beat all top four. No, but I'll take the I'll take the uh, the Big 12's top top three or so, or or top five or so, maybe over the ACC's top five. I would definitely take the Big 12's top ten over the ACC's top ten. Uh, I think bottom like that ACC man. Once you get down towards that back part, is just it's really difficult to to get on board. A lot of those teams, the Boston Colleges, the Wake Forest, the Syracuses, the UVA's, the Georgia Techs. I mean, those are just not very good ball clubs. And I think Oklahoma and Texas is here in the Big Twelve. Like think about once again, think about this guys. The top of the Big Twelve in recent memory has rotated. Okay, so. Oklahoma and Texas have not been barnstorming, kicking ass the last three or four years. It was just their turn this season. Baylor and Oklahoma State had their turn a couple of years ago. TCU and K-State had their turn a couple of years ago. This year, it's Texas and Oklahoma's turn to be the best teams in the league. It's not. It's actually pretty natural, in my opinion. And maybe they would be next season. Maybe not. We won't know. But they are part of the Big 12 this year, and those are two legit playoff contenders. All right? The SEC has Georgia, and are we sure the SEC has a second playoff contender? Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State are all playoff contenders, but I think it's hard to argue they've gotten more than one. I would say Oregon and Washington are legit. I would say, actually, I'll give give this. The the Big Ten's got more than one. Oregon and Washington, I'll hand them that, but we definitely know for a fact now that USC is not a legit playoff contender. And I would argue before they are not. Does the ACC actually have more than one legit playoff contender? I don't know. And so we talk about leagues for sure that have legit playoff contenders at this time. I think there's only three leagues that can say they have more than one. I think it is the Big 12. I think that is the SEC. And I think that is uh, – like, I've watched North Carolina play. Do we really actually think that's a, that's a legit playoff contender? I think we can say for a fact Oklahoma and Texas are. Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan, we're not sure yet. Like, they haven't played a whole lot of good teams. We'll get some answers this week. But we are halfway through, and so I feel comfortable saying – the Big 12 has more than one legit playoff contender. Does that mean they'll get two teams in? I don't know. I doubt it. Um, and, and I'm actually not sure we're going to see a league get more than one in, right? Maybe the Big 12 gets champion. Maybe the Pac-12 gets a champion. Maybe the SEC gets a champion. Maybe the Big 10 gets a champion. You know, hey, is there a chance the ACC gets left out? Could it be the Big 12 gets left out? Could it be the Pac-12 gets left out? Does everybody beat up on each other? And does somebody end up with two losses as a conference champion? But... Once again, I still think the Big 12 has two title contenders 
at this point in time. So at the halfway point, I would say the Big 12 is the fourth best league. You, if you're an ACC person, you might say they are. But the Big 12 having good competitive depth, all right, uh, and I mean depth down the line, and creating compelling matchups, I think this shows up this league. I think it'll continue to show up in the week-to-week -week for this league. Now, when it comes to what is on the line this week in the Big 12 Conference, oh, there is plenty on the line this week. Well, Oklahoma off a bye has a chance to show that, hey, they are, in fact, that team with UCF coming to town. I think that's what uh, on the line at 11 a.m. on ABC. 11 a.m. on the Big 12 slash ESPN Plus between Baylor and Cincinnati. What's on the line in that game to me is pretty much crystal clear. Who is the worst team in the league? Whoever loses that game, whether it's Cincinnati go to two and five overall and zero oh and four in the league, or Baylor going to two and five overall and one and three in the league with just one major comeback, I think it's pretty clear at this point in time that the loser of that game is the worst team in the Big Twelve Conference. I don't think there's any doubt about that. No doubt there, the loser of that game definitely your basement dweller in the Big Twelve. Two thirty on ESPN, guys. It's a huge game. Oklahoma State and West Virginia are playing. Really, for what is kind of that third spot, I mean, I would put K-State right there if they can figure out the quarterback thing. And look, like, I don't know if it's Will Howard. I don't know if it's Avery Johnson. I don't know if it's a combination of both because I do think there are situations where both guys can be effective helping that team win. We'll get to them in here in a little bit. But obviously this game, whoever wins this game is 5-2 and two overall and 3-1 and one in the Big 12 Conference and feeling really good about themselves. Either three straight wins for Oklahoma State and that'd be huge with Alan Bowman, you know, as the starting quarterback at that point, or West Virginia, a chance to bounce back for them after that last second loss. And if you're West Virginia and you lose this game, you're saying, man, like really our only one true defeat this year is that game against Penn State. Sure, you lost the back and forth, but like you don't, there was no other game this year where you left the game saying that other team was a lot better than us if you end up winning this game. So, Obviously a lot on the line for both of those teams. Three o'clock on Fox, Houston and Texas. Uh, Houston now hosts this version of basically the Texas Roadshow, right? We heard about it with Dave Aranda. We're, he we're hearing about it here too. Uh, but like all of these teams in Texas and Texas has, let's see, Baylor, Houston, Texas, Te or, uh, TCU three separate schools in the state of Texas that get to host them. Now it feels like I'll be honest, guys, I'm not sure Houston has a better shot than Baylor. They're definitely feeling better after that win they have, but I think TCU is the one where if you're talking about a road show in Texas, a, a chance for Texas to actually lose a game, that one against TCU feels like the most likely we saw a Dana Holgerson. He said it straight up like he's like, everybody wants this one. Everybody's talking about this one. That's been true for a lot of these schools. Obviously, a lot on the line there, 3 p.m. on Fox. Texas Tech and BYU. Uh, Texas Tech's three and four, two and two in the Big 12, and BYU four and two, one and two in the Big 12. Look, guys, quarterback health's a huge issue, but I'll tell you what, nothing shows you how bad BYU actually has been this year the fact that the computers in Vegas still like Texas Tech as a field goal favorite on the road at 6 o'clock at Lavelle Edwards Stadium for a team in Texas Tech that has been Jekyll and Hyde this year. 
So a lot on the line there. Five and two BYU, a chance to show us something because their only Big 12 win right now is against a lesser team in Cincinnati. And then uh, then six o'clock on ESPN2. This one's a big one, folks. TCU, K-State, a rerun of last year's Big 12 championship game. Josh Hoover might be the quarterback of the future for TCU. Avery Johnson may be the quarterback of the future for K-State. And a good argument here that whichever one of those guys plays better, not only can put a stranglehold on that job for potentially years to come, but also a chance to kind of further their position or further these schools' position in the Big 12. TCU might have turned things around last week. K-State might have turned things around last week as well. Full breakdowns of these games are coming up on tomorrow's preview show. We'll have that. We'll have the Saturday 7 as well. The 7 games out to the Big 12 Conference. I mean, the most across the country this weekend. That'll be coming up on tomorrow's show, so make sure you all check that out. Follow me on Twitter at NWPod365. Make sure you guys find the show wherever you all get your podcasts here on YouTube. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Talk to you guys tomorrow.